This is the second hour on an extremely important and interesting topic, which is the destruction of the nuclear family, which they are doing through destroying manhood. Uh, in this segment, I hope to pull together the insidious hidden agenda by the Illuminati, the powers that should not be. And uh, so this is your host, Fritz Springmeyer, in the second segment of my second podcast on Freeman TV. Thanks for your support of freemantv.com. And thanks to our wonderful guest, uh, Linda Gross, today. Uh, today's guest, uh, Linda Gross, is a woman who lives in L.A. She advocates for men. She's very articulate. And um, she's been explaining in the first 45 minutes uh, um, about this, uh, how they're de destroying men and um, some of the things that she's been doing to, uh, to try to support men. She's an advocate for men. Uh, she, she's got a, a couple books written. She's got a radio show. She does counseling. And so this segment, in this second hour, I'm hoping to expose the hidden agenda behind the destruction of men and the nuclear family. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and get into this. Um, before before I, I have Linda discuss this, I want to I discuss what I know of this agenda because I'm very familiar with this agenda I have been researching, as my, some of my listeners know, I've been uh, researching and writing about the Illuminati for many, many years, uh, over three decades, and I was helping uh, people that had been members of the Illuminati get out, and in talking with these ex-members, they would tell me that like they sat in on meetings, Illuminati meetings in the 1950s, where it was specifically discussed that one of the highest priorities of the Illuminati was the destruction of the nuclear family. And you can see this beginning to happen with the social engineering of World War II, where they, they sent the men off to war, they replaced the men in the factories with the women, the women started wearing the pants of the family, the women were were now single because the men were off to war. And so there was this, that was one of the first places where they really started mixing things up and changing the way society was, was working. <clears throat> and then in these meetings, uh, like, like one of these uh, ex-Illuminati members was telling me that they had been told that Charles and Di were going to have an Illuminati wedding that their wedding was Illuminati, and that this high-profile marriage wouldn't be intentionally fail. Um, they wanted high-profile marriages to intention, intentionally fail so that society would think, okay, well, if, if the royal family can't, can't get along and gets divorced, uh, then, the, then it's okay for the rest of us. So they've been leading us by the nose. They have been... We see all of this stuff in Hollywood movies. Uh, we see the news media, um, you know. So I know, Linda, that on your show, you don't get into what you consider politics. 
but uh, you've seen that that this is this thing is an overarching. This isn't just uh, society stumbling through and finding the wrong answers. You you've been able to see that there's an agenda here, right? Can you discuss that to some degree? Yes. No. All all of these uh, points, <laughs> all of these two hundred points or two thousand points, they all lead somewhere. There is no randomness about it. These people have been planning this for hundreds of years. Um, it's just in every facet of life that you want to think of, from what we eat to how we think to the media to how we raise our kids, to what we teach in our schools. It is absolutely everywhere. And the nuclear family, as you know from a, a good role model nuclear family, which one example would be the Amish family, which you have firsthand experience of, um, this is a good template. And there are others throughout the world. You don't have to be Amish to have a good, solid nuclear family. Well, the people who are in charge, they know this. And because their ways are so evil, back in the day, hundreds of years ago, what would happen formerly with these nuclear families is the men would take arms and overthrow the tyrant or the, the ruler or the people who are in charge and to stop them from continuing with their evil ways. So one of the major agendas, like you just mentioned, to not have this overthrow happen is to break down the nuclear family. And what better way to do it is to further break down the male spirit. Um, as we were talking in the last segment, towards the end of the last segment, this is all in an effort to break down the human spirit, much like, um, you know, the, the concentration camps was an agenda to break down the human spirit. They're doing that to us in very subtle ways. They're just as effective, but they're way more subtle than, <laughs> you know, sending you to a gas chamber or something like that. It's happening today on every single level. We have to open up our eyes. The listening public has to, if they don't believe us, if they think that we're just conspiracists, fine. Do your own research. Find this information out for yourself. It is readily available out there with the advent of the Internet and YouTube. There are so many resources that you can tap into and verify this a dozen different ways if you have to. But I want you to open your eyes if you haven't heard this before to know that nothing is a mistake nothing is random it's all very carefully planned so they can be successful in their agenda which is to create a one world power world domination of these 20 people who are at the top of these so-called multinational corporations and for what gain? I don't know. I guess they're there for money, power, and fame. And they're so, addicted. So what I'm hearing you say is, is that these globalists like the Rothschilds, they don't want the common man to be strong. They don't want strong men because strong men will stand up to what's going on. But they want effeminate men right. and, and, and women. Well, how will... How do you view women? I mean, if women are getting stronger, won't well, they they take on the role of men and oppose this tyranny? Or what what do you see there? 
it's worth the risk. And I don't think naturally women are prone to take arms. They're, they're just not. I mean, a certain percentage will, but it's worth the risk of debilitating 97% of the men to having that small percentage of, I don't know, let's call it 3% of women who will take arms, you know? So it's worth the risk because the bigger threat is natural, strong, virile men, which they don't want. Mm -hmm. Well, I also, one of the areas that I've done a lot of work and research into is the Illuminati mind control, which is trauma-based mind control. And one of the one of the big aspects of this uh, trauma-based mind control is they don't want the person that they're controlling to have a support system. So if you break up the nuclear family, if you break up the extended family, you have a single mother or or maybe even a single father out here that has no real vast support system. And I know a number of single mothers that are are victims of this trauma-based mind control, and they don't have the support. Um, there isn't, you know, so they're trapped in th this, uh, this mind control slavery. So I see part of the, the benefit that they receive to, uh, from destroying the nuclear family and the extended family, which we, we also don't have an extended family anymore either, mm. which they used to have, like the Amish have it, not only nuclear family still, but they have the extended family. Uh, and uh, typically the way the Amish set up their life is they believe that both the husband and the wife should work from home. So, I mean, it's not just that they want the woman working at home. They want both parents working at home. Mm -hmm. And then they have the grandparents. They will build what's called a dotty house. Intentionally, every Amish uh, farm is going to have a dotty house where the grandparents can live because they want the grandparents to be in the lives of their children too. So they're very family oriented and, and, and it's really hard to control people who have a strong family support system. So it's much easier to uh, control people if you've dismantled that. So uh, I, I see I see that there's, there's a lot of different benefits to them. Um, but you've been trying to, I've been trying to inform society about this. You've been trying to talk about what's going on. Um, what do you think uh, in, in all these years, I think what, you've been doing this like 30 years now? Yeah, I've been researching it for 30 years, yes. Yeah, what kind of, uh, um, well, first let me interrupt that, that question to say, uh, when people like yourself get uh, harassed, um, is this just common every garden uh, variety type harassment where s someone is just being stupid, or is there? Or can you see that there's an extended level of uh, of an agenda here by where the harassment's coming from? Yeah, from my colleagues who are podcasters you know, from what I hear from them when they get harassed, I mean, it could be on ever any level. It could be the NSA, it could be the FBI, it could be uh, law the local law enforcement, like the police, 
but yes they are being watched and their rights are being curtailed and certain rights are being taken away and it's a, it's a serious threat so again they don't the the people in charge they don't want whistle whistleblowers they don't want you to know how the magic is made <laughs> so mm -hmm. of course they're going to try to do their very best to suppress that information from getting out and if they don't suppress it they're just going to label you as a crackpot or a conspiracist or, or a nut job or you don't know what you're talking about you know mm -hmm. so on and so forth and i'm saying to a new listener um check it out for yourself like don't believe us you know go ahead and do the research on your own to see if it makes sense to you yeah like my friend nilo that i mentioned earlier you know he started a uh men's rights group and and he got the system come down on him now you would think that the way they talk that the system is for rights for both men and women so why would the system, like you're saying, harassment by the S NSA or FBI, why would they single men, why would they single out men who are trying to advocate for men's rights and, and try to persecute them? That's how we can see that this is an agenda. And when we see that this problem is not just in the United States, but it's in, it's in Australia, it's, it's in Europe, it's in Canada, it's in Israel, it's all it's 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 all it's global problem yes. where globalists can do their, as you call it, magic. We've got a problem with men's rights being taken away. And so this this is what allows people to realize this isn't just society stumbling into getting the wrong answers or or uh, women wanting their rights. But this is an agenda to destroy society to a level that that it's easier for these the powers that be to control us and um and like you say the situation is is getting worse um so let's see let's work let's okay i um i i noticed that you have a a strong sense of justice for right and wrong can you talk about that yeah, I think you were asking me off air what is propelling me or compelling me to talk about this issue, to research this issue. And, you know, I was very fortunate in that my parents, um, they just instilled a very strong sense of what is right and what is wrong. Um, my personal definition of religion is what you do when no one's watching. Sure, anyone can enter a church and what they say in church or sing in church or what have you, that's one thing. But I've seen so many parishioners, the minute they leave those doors, they're stabbing you in the back and they have horrible uh, character. <laughs> you know, that you wouldn't want to be associated with these people. So to me, it's, you know... That's why I have a problem a little bit with organized religion is because, of course, there are elements of truth in it, but so many people do get corrupt by the system. 
Um, and that's the part that I don't like. So anyway, back to your question. Why am I like this? Is because I have a sense of justice. And I don't think it's right that these men are aggrieved unfairly. Now, if they really are a child abuser or wife abuser, if they really are into drugs, you know, or, or they're an alcoholic, fine, go ahead. That's what the law allows. Go ahead and they should get the uh, penalty of the law to the full extent. No problem there. What I have a problem with is if someone is wrongly accused of such things and they have to pay the consequence, and many of my men pay that consequence for three years, five years, eight years. Some of them are even uh, into it for 10 years trying to get their kids back that's wrong. They lose their houses over it. They lose their jobs over it. You know, all, all in the guise of we're doing what's in the best interest of the child. Are you kidding me? The person who, um, you know, benefits the least out of all this is the child. It's just really ridiculous. It's so out of proportion and out of control. And the more that we can band together, um, you know, numbers do count. And the more that people, other dads can learn from the dads who were successful in court and overturned their situation, you know, the more power to them. I'm all for that. So it's my sense of justice that I want to see everybody get a fair shake. Hey, that's great. So the, uh, you're a thought leader. You're, you're in the vanguard of, of trying to turn things around. What kind of things could, what do you see can be done? What, what, uh, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that question. What, what can we do? I mean, what can the men do? Uh, you know, some of them may want to become leaders against this. Um, can you address that? Yeah, you know, that's the $64 million question. If you ask the question of what, what is the bio, what, what is the drive of the globalists? What are they there for? And if the answer is money, power, greed, and fame, probably to a lesser extent fame because a lot of them are behind the scenes but you do have a lot of people who are you know in the fame in fame they are in the limelight people like you know Beyonce and Jay-Z and what have you they're close to being billionaires yes they are also benefiting by having fame but for the most part no for the for the 20 people at the top they're really not into fame they're into money power greed so if that's the if that's the carrot can we take away that carrot and replace it with something else? Can we give them something that is a human drive that possibly is equally as uh, compelling and perhaps more compassionate? You know, some of these guys are so brilliant. Can we use that brilliance in another effort to benefit the world rather than to create destruction on the world? Um, I haven't come up with too many answers in that regard. I mean, one could say, well, philanthropy might be a compelling human characteristic that would benefit the world, that you're benefiting um, by doing good, you know, with regard to a charity and doing good with people who are less fortunate than the people at the top. Um, but I don't know. I think it's not an easy carrot to replace. I don't think 
the 20 guys at the top are so motivated, you know, they might have trillions of dollars, but they're not giving that up anytime soon. It doesn't matter that they can't take that to their grave, let alone, uh, you know, their offspring's grave. They probably have enough money f to last five generations for all five generations for all we know but that doesn't seem to be motivating them i don't know do you have any ideas can we replace money power and greed with something else well that's interesting you mentioned that because for the last like 10 years one of my goals has been to call everybody whether they're a christian or not to do noble deeds and anybody can do a noble deed but the kind of noble deeds i've been calling people to do are not just like helping a little lady across the street, but I mean something that takes enough effort that it's equivalent to like climbing Mount Everest, you know, yeah. uh, like like creating micro loans for small farmers in India or some something of major significance, and and even the elite can get involved in doing noble deeds. So that's one of the things I've been calling people to do. So it's interesting. But as a Christian, I believe that if somebody becomes spiritually empowered and they get in touch with their creator and they get reworked by the spirit of God, they will they will want to work for the life of the planet and not the death of this planet because the things that the elite are working towards is death. It's it's the kingdom of death. There this whole thing is the the destruction of humanity. And so this this uh, agenda to take down men is far more insidious than this, the, the destruction of men, but it's the destruction of society. Right. Um, men play a, a valuable, integral role in society that if we if we if we cross that out, we're not going to get a functioning society. Likewise, women do, too. That's why when I was over in these Islamic countries, you don't see really well-functioning societies. Uh, Americans tend to think of Islam like it's just another denomination, like you got Baptist, Methodist, and then Islam, you know, is just like another denomination. But if they ever lived in some of these Muslim countries like Saudi Arabia or Libya, they would be aghast. They would see something that was back in the Middle Ages that did not function. These societies don't function. The only way that they are ma maintaining anything is they're getting all of these free billions of dollars off of the oil. If it wasn't for the oil and gas in these nations, these, these societies would be totally non-functioning because you can't, you can't enslave one half of your society. You can't destroy one half of, half of the you know, you can't destroy one gender and have a, a functioning society. It just doesn't work that way. And so we need both men and women. And I, I believe that's, you know, like you say, both sexes need to be enlightened. You can't have, you can't liberate one sex to a detriment of other. I'm quoting you up there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and in fact, if you want to add to my comments, jump in there. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think it's it's noble to ask people to do good deeds and do good turns for those who are less fortunate and those who are needy. Of course, is that going to help? Of course, it'll it'll put a, a drop in the bucket. 
It's not those good people that I'm worried about, though. It's the 20 bad people that we need to, like, figure out. I mean, as much as they have a think tank every single day of their lives for the last 300 years, we need an equal and opposing force to, you know, to neutralize or eliminate this evil from the earth. Hey, that's a great idea. A think tank for our side. Right. That that's hey, you came I don't know when you came up with that idea. If you just, <laughs> it, just it just popped out of my head just now. But <laughs> but yeah, it's we there there has to be an equal and opposing force. And like I say, none of this stuff is by chance. And they are taking you know, you hear these child pro- progenies, they're like, you know, I don't know, three years old, four years old, five years old. Guess where those people go? They get snatched up by these evil 20 right out of the gate. I mean, you know, the Einstein, the Einstein types of the world, they get snatched up and they are used later on for science or health or mathematics or whatever it is that will accomplish their evil agenda you know, those people, somehow or another, they disappear from society. So, um, I don't know. It seems like we have to have a think tank of our own to combat what is happening, the evil that is happening on our planet. That's a great idea. And and just one example of, of many thousands that could be given was Tesla was very brilliant. He was coming up with ideas how we could tap into free energy on this planet. Yeah. And he worked for the Morgan. Uh, J.P. Morgan was an Illuminati member, and the vast majority of his research that it could have helped humanity was then uh, sequestered and kept secret and not implemented so that the controllers could continue their control and make us dependent. So, yeah, definitely it would be great if we could get the level of thinkers into a think tank um, and and think on these things. This is this is definitely what needs to be done, um, and, and it and not just how to oppose them, but we need we need to come up with uh, the kind of ideas like Tesla was coming up because part of the liberation for humanity is becoming less dependent upon them you know, uh, being independent. So the question is, is how do men and women become more responsible? And I think that's one of the things that you discuss on a one-to-one basis when you do your, your counseling, your therapy, right? Is, is don't you, uh, uh, teach the men how to be more responsible? Is that in, in my Absolutely. Yes, you have to have you have to have ownership of the situation because otherwise you're just living in a state of confusion and denial and, you know, those those attributes aren't going to get you anywhere. So you have to actualize where am I right now? Analyze it and then own it. Put that suit of armor on and own it. And from that moment forward, you can move forward if that makes sense. Right. So are, would you would you say, would you agree with me that 
men are more irresponsible today than they were like a hundred years ago? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, the child's play of watching video games all day long, really? I mean, we're at the height of irresponsibility. Yeah, I think so, too. I definitely am. Um, and we, we have this sense of instant gratification, which is why our millennials are having so much trouble. They don't, they don't see that their parents' generation, well, gee, maybe they had to work 15 years or 20 years to get to the point where they could ra- relax a little bit and take those vacations and, you know, buy the second house or whatever it is, you know, that, that they did. You know, a lot of the millennials think, oh, I'm just going to graduate school. The minute I walk out of school, somebody's going to give me a job, a $100,000 job. Well, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to say this while we're on that subject, though, that the millennials face a lot of problems that our generation did not, you know, uh, we're both baby boomers and the, uh, the millennials face, uh, the, uh, the economy is worse. There's less jobs. It costs way more to go to college. I mean, they face some, some hurdles that our generation didn't. So, um, and, and then there's been this, this pounding away of propaganda by Hollywood and the news media that's just, uh, you know, women have been told, oh, you should, you should be a man. You know, you need to be the head of a corporation. You need to be an astronaut, you know. And, and I think back in the 1980s, Linda, I'm going to give a little self-disclosure here. Yeah. But I was trying to cut to the chase because I'm not into the dating thing. So I joined an organization that they said that they had thousands of profiles of women and that you could look at these profiles and if you like someone, you could give the name to them. Then they would contact the woman and then the woman liked your profile, you could meet. In other words, cut to the chase instead of having to go through the dating scene. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first day I was there, I went through like a thousand profiles and this was in the 80s. And then in those thousand, in a thousand profiles, I read only one profile where the woman said she wanted to be a mother and have children and, and be a stay-at-home mother. Only one out of a thousand. All the rest, their, their goals were to be, you know, you know, typical of what, and that was back in the 80s where women were already brainwashed to try to be men. You know, and it's gotten worse now. Um, Maybe you can address uh, that subject. Yeah, I think it's absolutely not acceptable to come up with an answer like that. Oh, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of the household and take care of my husband. It's 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 kind of an outdated, uh, you know, it's an it's an outdated thought, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but our society today, um, and the globalists have a part in this too, they, they want to make sure that you are not thinking along those lines at all. So if it means going after a male, type, male industry type job, then that's what you should be doing because it pays more. And if you talk, conversely, if you talk to the young men today, if the woman is not pulling her own weight financially, they don't want to have anything to do with that woman. They won't even go on a date and, you know, and go on the date and unless it's Dutch. 
they don't even want to wow. pay for a date or or a drink date or something like that and pay for like a you know seven dollar drink wow. they do not want that so both sexes have been brainwashed that that is not an ideal by any stretch of the means that the woman should financially pull her weight and basically what that's saying the underlying message is that womanhood and the happiness and health of the home are in complete disregard and so are the children right children yeah i i hear such strong propaganda and brainwashing that children are bad and the world's overpopulated and blah 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 it's just like there's this this kingdom of death propaganda coming spewing out just getting people to be down on the whole concept of children and sometimes i mention just the word children and i people start spewing out something that's obvious they're not even thinking about what they're what they're saying and and i i notice the same thing when you bump into these feminists they will start spewing stuff without any uh it's clear that it's just programming. Can you address this whole uh, why women would feel compelled if they think that they're, they, uh, why would they want to join an organization? And what, do, what does feminism do to their minds? I mean, it, am I not right that, that when you've been around these people that they just start spewing this stuff without even logically thinking about what they're talking about? <laughs> you know, it's so funny that you asked that question because I asked that exact question of someone that I met a couple of weeks ago. I was um, pitching my, bo my uh, books at the uh, LA Times Festival of Books at the USC campus. And uh, it's, it's the largest book fair in the world. It has like 150,000 attendees. And, you know, there we are on a college campus. And there was a woman that walked, young lady that walked by. And she happened to have on a T-shirt something to the effect of, you know, I'm a feminist or something like that. So I, I flagged her down. And I said, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? And I said, why do you need to be associated with the word feminism? Of course, she couldn't answer that question, you know, and she kind of danced around it. And she said, because all people should be equal and have equal opportunity and so on and so forth, which I agree with, you know, in, the, in a general sense, nothing wrong with that. And I said, that's all well and good. But why do you need a label? Because when I see you wear a label, that label to me means you don't think you're good enough on your own as a woman, so you have to join a group of other women, meaning that there's strength in numbers, that somehow or another this group is going to impart something to you that you don't have naturally on your own. She didn't have an answer for that. So the more I started digging into why was she a part of this group and why did she need to use this label, I was thoroughly convinced, Fritz, that from her answers, <laughs> it seemed like she was just completely brainwashed, that she knew all the buzzwords to say, she knew all the pat answers to say. It was a lot of talk and a lot of words, but she wasn't really saying a thing. Yeah, so nobody. It's, it's like it was like a form of mind control that they yeah, just yeah. somehow think, oh, I'm going to college and I'm a woman and I need this group because, you know, I don't know, because I, I need to have equal rights for some reason. And so one of the things that she did say is she said that she wanted to protect her body. 
I said, okay. I said, you know, shy of the fact that the guy is raping you where the guy might be, you know, bigger or stronger than you are and overpower you and rape you. And I said, by the way, if that happens, there are laws against rape, but it would be kind of parallel to any person, any victim in that situation where the opponent has firepower or is armed in such a way that they will harm you or kill you. I mean, you know, there's laws against murder as well. So rape or murder, there's laws against that. You don't need to join a group to be protected to protect your body. I said, you know, it's a small percentage of men who are going to cause rape. Most of the time, you don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. You don't walk on that, that alley by yourself or that, that dark uh, you know, street by yourself at a certain time of night. You don't put yourself in those situations. Or if you're in a different type of situation, most of the time no does work, depending on how you say it. It will work. Like don't get yourself in this tenuous situation where now you need to call in the arms and call for help. You know, it's just common sense. And so I said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree that by joining a feminist group that that's going to protect you from rape. I don't agree. Is that what they're teaching you? Because I don't agree. There are laws for that. And I think if you are um, intuitive and you've got your eyes open and you know where you're walking and you know what you're doing, most of the time you can avoid dangerous situations, whether you're a woman or you, any, any person of any gender. That's yeah. my, my, that's, that's my thought on it. So anyway, the whole conversation, all I could think of was she's been mind controlled and programmed with these buzzwords that if somebody does question her, that she has these pat answers, which you could tell that she's not behind those words. She was like not solid with what she was talking about. Yes, exactly. I found the same thing. Um, yeah, these people just start saying buzzwords or they respond to buzzwords and start saying a lot of stuff, but they're really not analyzing what they're saying. They're just repeating what they've been told in a very uh, absent-minded way. Yeah. Uh, so, Linda, you have been such a, a wonderful guest. It's refreshing to, to have someone who can have a sense of justice, a sense of a fairness, and in a practical way articulate these ideas. And I really want to also, before we wrap things up, I want to take the time to thank you for you taking the time to deconstruct this uh, Illuminati agenda to destroy the nuclear family and destroy men. And uh, um, I also want to thank the listeners for for supporting Freeman TV. Thanks for your support. And I hope that people continue to listen because my next uh, series of shows are going to be in a similar vein where I'm going to take important issues Um you know, my, my first podcast was on the issue of postmodernism. Now we've dealt with uh, the issue of feminism, the destruction of the nuclear family and men. And so I'm going to continue along this line, uh, bringing to the forefront, exposing uh, these issues that we need to confront because uh, 
We need to break free of the propaganda and the brainwashing and the disinformation, which is all taking us down a road to the destruction of the human race. This, this is uh, really, it, it's genocide of society. The, the whole fabric of the way things, and like you say, nature created things a certain way. The order that things were built is now being uh, destroyed. The fabric of society is being destroyed. You can't have a strong society unless you have strong families. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And from what I understand, one of the agendas that is driving the people at the top, these globalists, is because they think that the earth is overpopulated. You know, mm -hmm. we have 7 billion people, and they don't really like that number. The number that they want is 1 billion. So, I mean, if that's really your agenda, what, you know, there's an easy way to do that. There's an easy way to enforce zero population. You can do so with positive reinforcement. In other words, I, I think China did this at one point. I, I don't know if they're still doing it. But you could say that um, if you have one kid, you know, that's no problem. But if you have two kids, you're going to be overtaxed. And if you have three kids, you go up to a very severe tax level. So you have to, you know, um, make it, you have to discourage having too many kids, you know, until such time that there's, that the numbers go down due to attrition. So there's a way to do it. You don't have to kill us with BBA and you know, all, all your carcinogens and everything else. It's like, why do it in an evil format? It's like, if you want that agenda, fine. I could come up with 10 different ways to cause attrition and to cause, uh, you know, zero growth. Well, I would argue that we're not overpopulated. And I would argue that there's plenty of untapped resources for uh, growing more food and everything. Uh, so, uh, I, there's not a need, uh, and uh, their their agenda, Linda, is far lower. They're a number that they want to keep is far lower than one billion, and you're probably familiar with the Georgia Guidestones. Um, you see on there uh, a far lower number. Yeah. And, and they have actually told me too, face to face, the uh, top Illuminati kingpins. It's much lower than one billion. So uh, we we're looking at maybe a, a goal of, of 500 million people on this planet left because that will be easier to control. Um, yeah. So you know this all ties in with an agenda of genocide. So uh, I'm going to be wrapping this up now. Um, I again, I want to say I appreciate you and your insights. I appreciate you taking the time, and hopefully the the uh, listeners have taken away some valuable ideas and um, will help us in stopping the destruction of the nuclear family. And and both men and women deserve to be respected and be treated uh, with. Uh, fairness and kindness. And so anyway, thank you people. Thank you, Linda. And we'll see you uh, again on our next podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Fritz, for having me. You're welcome.